Hi everyone, today is August 14th, 2021, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. Very light week as we're heading down the stretch into the KCGT tournament in two weeks. Uh, we saw the debut of the Duelist Kingdom event, so most of this episode is actually going to discuss that event. Um, shows you how little there is going on to the game after there were some announcements in prior weeks. Um, I don't know if they're going to release a new box soon ahead of the tournament. That would be pretty crazy. Uh, but we saw some recent releases of the Selection Box EX and the um, the other uh, Evil Hero box and also the Jaden, um, uh, Supreme King Jaden cards. So no new cards really released this week besides um, one card from the Card Flipper campaign. We're also going to talk about the Ranked Duel rewards. And that is it. So yeah, this is going to be a very short episode, unfortunately. Uh, but I will talk about a deck, a meta deck that's used, uh, I used for the tournament. Not the tournament, Duel's Kingdom. So my week in Duel World, I've just been playing this event. Um, found a bit of a struggle to get through, honestly. Um, currently, I have one. 139,000 points. And to get through the event, let's see how many you need. You you don't get Sandbell the Summoner until 170,000. So I'm like 3,000, 300,000 away. 30,000 away, sorry. That's probably like five duels, maybe. You get the Icon later, 20,000. Get your last gems at 240,000. So, still a bit away. I'm going to talk about the Harpy deck that I'm playing. And just a little bit about this event. And, you know, what I expected. And also what they can do better. What was good about it. All those things like that. So, we're kind of in a stale meta. Honestly, in the tournament scene. Um, you know, they nerfed Anamot. They nerfed, I, I say that in quotes. And still the top deck in the meta. But we, you know, the big share of Tier 2 decks are still around. And one of them has creeped up into Tier 1 in terms of the Duelist, Duel Links meta power rankings. So, um, speaking of which, Duel Links meta has a new website. They have a version 3 open beta, which you can check out. You can make your own profile page. I feel like I'm advertising for Duel Links meta at this point, but I don't really care. Um, you know, all this pretty much they, DK pretty much achieved his goal when he first set up um, his whole deal was to make a website resource that is the best a resource for Duel Links content. And here it is. So definitely check out the new uh, version 3, which will be open to everyone eventually. And, um, you know, there, something that was really cool about this um, this upgrade is that they show you how expensive decks are. So like how many gems and how many dollars you have to spend. So shows you... It helps you find the pay-to-win and free-to-play decks. So this week in esports, like I said, stale meta. Um, let's talk about the tournaments. Duelings Meta Weekly, 188. Anamot's still the top dog in terms of the top 32, and also a lot of representation overall. The nerfs pretty much did nothing. First place, King Crab, Demon's Resonance, Red Dragon, Archfiend. This is a super clean list. Um, you know, this, this deck... I hate to say this, but this deck plays itself. Like, um, skill is just way too good. Um, they gave us a free skill. That's way too good. 
three copies of Wandering King Wild Wind, three copies of Crimson Resonator, two copies of Red Resonator, three Resonator Call, and that's pretty much the core of the deck. You plug in a Fiend, Doom Caliber Knight, works here. Um, three Book of Moon, three MST are pretty timeless. Pretty much the best quick plays in the game right now. Uh, two Treacherous Trap Hole, that's always good. Two Forbidden Chalice is really good in the meta right now. That's definitely... The Forbidden cards like Lance and Chalice have definitely proven to be one of the best um, quick plays, depending on the situation. And, yeah, this, this side deck also has Obelisk the Tormentor, which is a popular piece um, for this deck. DD Crow, another tech card. Goblin of Greed, another tech card. Poisonous Winds against uh, Anti-Harpy... Attack uh, card. Wind monsters cannot be special summoned, so it pretty much ends the game against them. And two Solemn Scalding, which is very good in this deck as well. Second place, Medzer, Dragon Knight's Path, Gaia. This is another deck that plays itself, unfortunately, due to the very good um, dual skill that you have here. One copy of Soldier Gaia the Fierce Knight, one copy of Dark Flare Dragon, three Gaia the Magical Knight, three Curse of Dragon Fire. Uh, three Dragon's Mirror, one Galloping Gaia, two Gateway to Chaos, three Book of Moon, three Chalice, two Phoenix Chain. Chalice is definitely good for this deck because um, the Gaia, the Magical Knight of Dragons, pretty much loses all his attack when he uh, uses his ability. So you pretty much give the monster the, the ability to attack again. Top four, Sakura, Destiny, Draw, Thunder Dragon. Thunder Dragon's pretty much lost the way to use... Um, they're light sworn mills, so like you know, this deck doesn't mill a ton. They do use volcanic wall as a way to mill. That's definitely a card that you can use to mill. There's definitely a lot of hand traps here. Three copies of DD Crow, three copies of Sphere Creo, and that helps put some dark monsters into the graveyard. Up four, Bendy Tendi, Anamot to play Anamot. Um, notable thing about this Anamot deck. Uh, besides all the similarities, it does not run any copies of Gaga Ga Wind. Um, there are three copies of Paleozoic Canadia. Otherwise, the deck looks uh, pretty typical. Two Utopic Onomatopoeia. Three Zubaba showed Gagaga Coat. Uh, the sem- uh, Limit 2 split of Gagaga Head and Gagaga Sister. One Dodo Dwarf Gogogo Glove. Uh, one Gagaga Bolt. Three Dodo Draw. Three Book of Moon. And two Lance. Gagaga Bolt is a card that we used to see a lot of. Like, Maybe like two two copies at least, three copies of Nets gone down to one. Three copies of Dodo Draw has, has stayed constant. Alright, let's move on to the next tournament, which is Battle Step 10. I feel like Battle Step used to be like... They used to have a lot more, but I think they rebooted. Anamot again is the top share here. First place Buns, Anamot to play Anamot. Um, yeah, this one runs a Gaga Mancer. The other deck did not. Guess that's a notable thing about it. Oh, Floodgate, sure. He's putting your best trap cards in the deck. Second place, Duelosaurus, Demon's Resonance, Red Dragon, Archfiend. A little different look here. Copy of Caius the Shadowmark. This is a card you're starting to see a little bit in um, this deck as a fiend. Um, tribute summon it, target one card in the field, banish it. You do inflict 500 damage to your opponent if it's a dark monster. Uh, otherwise, the deck looks pretty much. Um, there's a little bit of everything, actually. There's the, besides the Doom Caliber, Wandering King, Wild Wind, Resonators, Resonator Calls, Book of Moon, MST, Econ, 
two Forbidden Chalice, one Scalm Scalding, one Treacherous Trap Hole. So there's like an Econ Treacherous Trap Hole limit to split. In the sideboard, there's some tech cards. Obelisk, Artifact, Lancia, Anamano, Awado, Goblin of Greed, and Trap Eater. Top four, Siljo, one, two, three, Destiny Draw, Fire King. So it's a rare Fire King in the top four. It's pretty much a straight um, Avatar Grunix deck. No um, no Nephis, no no Ubel tricks going on here. And this is a this is a Fire King deck that does not run Fire Formation tanky. So like that card has been used to help a lot of Beast Warrior cards. This deck doesn't really run it. Two copies of Fire King High Avatar Grunix. Two Seer Karibo, three Avatar Arvida, three Bad- two Battle and Boxer Veil, three Avatar Barang, one Book of Moon, two Cosmic Cyclone, two Onslaught of the Fire Kings, three Fire King Island, two Treacherous Trap Hole. And this deck pretty much runs a regular rank four um, XC's side uh, extra deck. A four is eight King Harpies Hunting Ground Harpies. Um, pretty much a regular Harpies deck. It does run Harpy Harpist. Um, that's uh, that's a card that's often omitted from Harpy decks. There's a copy of Breakthrough Skill as, as well. So this is a, a generally good card that was from the selection box. That's um, you know it's like it's like running uh, two copies of Forbidden Chalice. Right, I think. Well, I talk about this. Uh, that's it. Okay, I'm not gonna talk about the G1X85. So, Duelings meta power rankings. Uh, tier 1, we still have Anamat down a little bit at 18.2. It was in the 20s before, I think 21 maybe, last week. Gaia has shot up a little bit at 12.2. So, now there's two car- two decks in the Tier 1 place. But pretty much, Anamat is way ahead of the other four decks. Tier 2, we have Resonators at 9.6. Harpies at 7.8. Thunder Dragons at 6.7. I don't really expect... Uh, you know these these card these decks pretty much just shuffle around this area. Gaia could pretty much slip to tier two at any moment. Anamot's going to be clearly ahead of these decks going into next week. Cyber Dragons are the other deck that's left at tier three. Um, they have taken TGs off the list. All right, let's spend some time on Duelist Kingdom now. I want to say that this was not what I expected at all. And what I expected was more like Duelist Chronicles, though Duelist Chronicles, Duelist Kingdom has probably happened already. And I didn't realize it. And this is totally just PvP event. And you play people, you know, it's just like ranked duels pretty much. And people are bringing meta decks into it. So uh, bring your best deck. And the whole thing about this is you're fighting for star chips, which are the currency. So there's no use in auto-dueling, you know, standard duelist or the Vagabond for any resource, which is good. Because, you know, you're you're gearing up for any event and you have to farm these people, auto-duel them. That takes time, sure. This, This event's a little faster, but it is PvP, so you're pretty much limited in how much you do it. Some people who hate PvP won't do it at all, for example. So that's that's kind of a stumbling block of any PvP event is that people hate playing PvP and um, they'll avoid it at all costs. You get 25 star chips just for losing, so you could, if you don't like it, you could lose four duels. 
and then you get to fight Pegasus. So that's an that's an upside. Um, you you get to fight like a roaming duelist outside for like fifty or a hundred star chips uh, every day, like one a day. So I I personally would have liked more there. Uh, what they what what they did that was good was they did a lot of callbacks to the the duelists themselves at Duelist Kingdom. So like when you faced Kaiba today, there was a whole deal about what are you willing to sacrifice for your starships, given he was going to jump off the castle um, when Celtic Guardian was going to kill the ultimate Blue Eyes Dragon. Um, different things like that. The good nice callbacks they have there to season one. Um, so Duelist Kingdom pretty much plays off field power bonuses. There's a wasteland for wind, um, volcano for fire, ruins for light, dark for cave, sea for water, and forest for earth. So these are different zones you could take up, and you get your field power bonus. So right now, wasteland is 300, volcano is 600, ruins are 100, cave is 300, sea is 600, forest is 100. And basically the most popular, the the least represented attributes are going to be buffed. So Volcano and Sea currently are buffed 600. And they get the EX skill. So the EX skill lets you, um, you know, get like an extra attack boost. So it's like a, a static attack boost. And then they also get like an extra card. So, um... Yeah, they just they just see how many people play it. Currently, you know, Ruins is number one, Forest is number one as well. And I guess I'll talk about the cards, the EX cards. So you get like a random card based on your attribute, whichever team you pick. Um, and let's see, Light uses Photon Sanctuary, which is a normal spell. Uh, let's see. This isn't working. My website is that okay. Special summon two photon tokens, two thousand attack, zero defense, and defense. These tokens cannot attack or be used as synchro material. You cannot special summon other monsters to turn you activate this card except for light effects, light monsters. So this photon sanctuary specifically works for um, photon archetype because they're you know they're level four monsters. They could turn into photonized galaxy dragon, for example. So. You know, this card doesn't have much utility, unfortunately, for other light decks like Thunder Dragons or Onomat. It's not bad for Onomat, actually. You could They could do different things with the skill to manipulate um, manipulate the levels and whatnot, but you can only special summon a light monster, so their, their, their extra deck um, is limited in what they can summon. Dark gets Dark World Lightning. A normal spell, target one set card on the field, destroy it, then discard one card. So this is obviously a Dark World card. Um, you know, just a generally good removal. This is pretty much like MST right here. So, um, good card. Now, Water gets Lemuria, the Forgotten City. It's a field spell. It's treated as Umi. All Water Monsters gain 200 attack and defense. Once per turn during your main phase, if you can have all Water Monsters you control gain levels equal to the number of Water Monsters you control. So... It's basically like a level buff, also another 200 attack boost. So the water decks really get a huge buff with the 600 attack and this 800. 
So pretty good uh, for a shark water deck, for example. But um, I'm not sure if they can really take advantage of the level buff. They'll have to run like really big um, XCs monsters. And shark skill pretty much prevents you from using other attributes besides water monsters in your extra decks. So Lemuria isn't too useful, but the field buff is useful. Fire decks get rekindling. This is a normal spell. Special summon from your graveyard as many fire monsters as possible with 200 defense, but banish them during the end phase. So this specifically works with Fire King. Uh, various Fire King monsters have 200 defense. Um, various Pyro monsters that don't have a, a place also have 200 defense. So this is a nice card to use for Fire King, for example. Earth gets Spiritual Ar Earth Arkuragane. Trap card, tribute one Earth Monster, special summon one level four lower Earth Monster from your graveyard, except for this one. Um, not that good. Um, you know, this is a card. It's like your 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 resurrection costs something. So like, <laughs> so many other trap cards that resurrect things don't require a cost. Like, um, powerful rebirth, for example. So. Not a very good card. And finally, Wind gets Shrine of the Mist Valley, which is a field spell. Once per turn, when a Wind Monster is destroyed by a card effect and sent to your graveyard, you can special summon a level 3 or lower Wind Monster from your hand or deck. Its effects are negated. So this is specifically like a Gusto card. And, you know, Wind Monsters, Harpies, will have no utility for this because they're level 4 monsters. So, um... Yeah, not, not particularly useful. Um, it's not useful for... Well, the, the other archetype that is Wind, Dragoonity, they have like a level 2 tuner they use a ton. Dragoonity cows, so maybe it's useful for them, but then they have to be destroyed by effect. So it's very situational, not the best card, but Cyber Slash Harpy Lady can abuse this card. So... Yeah, we get to fight Pegasus once you get 100 chips. I didn't like how they, like, brought in the really hard, the very hard Pegasus later. I could have just saved up my star chips and fought uh, very hard Pegasus to begin with, but I was pretty much spending my star chips as I went. So there's a lot I didn't really expect from this event, and it ends on the 17th, so it's pretty much like a one-week event. Um, it's okay, I guess. Um do pretty well with this deck I'm using, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But let's talk about the new cards. So in the treasure box, we get two new cards, Sambel the Summoner and All Out Attacks. Also copies of Doggy Diver, which is a fine um, fine card for farming. I, I found this card useful for farming. Um, I forget what, though. Like, like if you're playing like a, like a masked hero deck that uses... Um, guy the heroic knight that turns into 4000 attack i forget heroic challenger or something armed samurai ben kai as well not that useful uh it could be like an otk card when the right situation but you have to there's not enough like equip slots Moon gemini elf um not very good cards so let's talk about the new card sambel the summoner level two wind spellcaster 600 400 during your main phase you can special summon one monster from your hand with the same level this effect can be used once while this card is face up on the field. So obviously, this is a helper for rank two XE summoning. 
not a lot of rank two XZ's monsters in this game. Crumble Logos Prophet of Demolition is probably the best one. Shining Elf is another card. So two cards you can use with this. This card can also cheat out a tuner that's level two. And you can make a level four synchro summon like Haster, old entity Haster, for example. So um not a bad card at all. Um obviously the best cards will cheat a monster from the deck, but um given this is the card from an event, it's totally fine. You can um carve out some kind of deck for rank two XZ's summoning or even some synchro play. Really all I have to say about Sambo the Summoner. Um, she's not an instant effect. Like, you have to trigger this effect. So she could get flipped face down. And that's not as good. So there's a there's some downsides to Sambo the Summoner that aren't the best. Now the more exciting card is actually the SR card. All Out Attacks. Continuous Trap card. If a monster is special summoned while this card is face up on the field, change that monster to face up attack. And it must attack if able, during the turn they are summoned. So we first saw Evil Hero Malicious Edge, which is a card that forces your opponents into attack mode and attack it. This is a very similar card, except it's for general use. So you're going to have to build some kind of deck. You can't just use this card and expect it to be good. Your deck has to be right for it. So this is number one priority, I think, for a Ubel deck. When they have Ubel Ultimate Nightmare... That card will pretty much destroy anything that attacks it and inflict burn damage to their attack. So that you can pretty much end your opponent. And um, when you get your Ubel out, and then they are forced to attack it. This also abuses anything that would get a flip effect use. So like some like worm cards or like some cards that are good in the graveyard. You know, things like that. Um, when they're destroyed, there's an effect or something. So good for those situations. Also useful for stall decks. You can you can hit some really big uh, trap card, force them to attack, and then let them hit into a trap card and pretty much take advantage from that situation. So while this is, you know, a pretty powerful trap card, MST is pretty common um, in the tournament scene, in the competitive meta scene. Uh, cosmic Cyclone, everyone has a Cosmic Cyclone. There's a lot of removal, like back row removal in the game right now. So... This card's really kept in check by that. Like, the fact that everyone has removal. Um, now, there are some decks that don't, of course. And um, that's just how it is. But most decks will have removal that will prevent this card from winning the game against them. So, um, this is definitely kept in check. Um, it might see some niche use down the line for you, Bell decks, for sure. But I don't know about other decks. Just a card that you have to look out for. But most decks are already... Prepared for it, I guess. Alright, so... Let's turn to the deck. So, you know, I've been trying to level up Supreme King Jaden. And... I guess this event's fine for that. Like, I get to use Jaden and it doesn't really hurt me. So I'm playing Jaden without a skill. And... You know, the Wasteland... I noticed before was a very low share. It was like 600, now it's 300, and people caught on. So people caught on by playing Harpies. And <laughs> there's so many Harpy mirror matches and whatnot. So this is just an example of a deck that I used. Um, it could certainly be better now that I'm looking at it. Uh, I don't know why I have three copies of Harpy Oracle, but 
This deck can certainly be better. Um, that's fine. It, it leads to fast games, whether you win or lose. RP Mirror, you know, you get to play that. It's pretty cool. I'll put MST in this deck or Book of Moon. And, uh, now that I'm looking at it, but I'm just going to keep it as is. And yeah, let's just get to the Harpy deck. So um, what we have here is a Harpy deck. You, you get to take advantage of the field power bonus, which is good because the Cyber Slash Harpy Lady comes at 2600 and she usually gets over uh, 3000 with this event. The core of playing Harpies is three copies of Harpy Channeler. This is definitely the card you want to lead off with so you get to summon her. Discard Harpy, special summon Harpy from deck in defense. So you typically want to special summon the Harpy Perfumer. And I have two copies of Harpy Perfumer. When she gets special summoned or normal summon, you can get a spell or trap from the deck that uh, lists the Harpies. So you typically go for the Harpy's Feather Rest or the Elegant Egotist. Um... I know when you have a higher level Harpy, you get to, to get two cards, so that's a bonus of the card, but I don't really do that. Uh, besides that, I have three copies of Harpy Oracle. This is a free special summon when you already have um, the Cyber Slash Harpy Lady on the board. And then she also gets to get a spell or trap from the graveyard. So usually Elegant Egotist or Harpy's Feather Rest. Some other harpies, two copies of Harpy Lady 1, just a buff, and a copy of regular Harpy Lady. You could definitely run this deck different ways, but that's what I have. One copy of Harpy's Feather Rest. This you typically activate it when you have three harpies in the graveyard. So usually the play is you um, use Harpy Channeler, discard a harpy, get Perfumer, uh, Synchro Summon into Cyber Slash, and then you'll have three. And you'll get Harpy's Feather Rest. You get to draw two, which is nice. Two copies of Elegant Egotist. Some decks run one of this now, I've noticed. Um, this is like a little older deck, so I run one, two. So you get to summon uh, Harpy Lady 1 or Harpy Lady. If you have Cyber Harpy Lady, that works as well. Other cards, two copies of Swallow's Nest. This is really the card that makes Harpies. Um, I should have three copies. I do have three copies of Saul's Nest, so I should upgrade this deck and have this in it. This is the little combat trick you can use against your opponent when they're going to destroy your Harpy, and then you Swallow's Nest them, and then maybe you trigger Cyber Slash Harpy Lady's effect to bounce your opponent. Or, you know, you could just use this for a combo to get out Harpy Perfumer. Really, the the, the difference between a Mirror match is whoever has more copies of Swallow's Nest. <laughs> it's also a good uh, thing, quick play from the hand. When you, let's say you hit into some kind of trap card and your guys are neutralized, you can sacrifice the monster of Swallow's Nest and you could go for the win there. I have three copies of Cosmic Cyclone here, but I'm th I think I'm going to remove it. This is more of a budget deck and you could have like MST or Book of Moon instead. I also run two copies of Treacherous Trap Hole. So in terms of the extra deck, I have two copies of Cyber Slash Harpy Lady. She's the, pretty much the main monster. The 4 plus 4 into 8 Synchro Summon. Um, her benefit is 
whenever you whenever a spell or trap is activated, you can bounce an opponent's monster or one of your own. And the reason why it's so good in this event is because when they were having the EX skill, you could run that field spell, the Mist Shrine of the Mist Valley, and you pretty much just keep it in your hand. So if you're playing first, you keep that shrine in your hand because you're not, it's not going to benefit you. So you just use it on your opponent the next turn and bounce their monster. So this this event giving you an extra skill was very beneficial for the Harpy deck. Besides that, I have the Utopia package, so number 39 Utopia, and then also number C39 Utopia Ray. This is when you have less than 1,000 life points. The Cosmic Cyclones kind of help towards that, but you can use Utopia Ray to OTK your opponent if needed. Uh, number 70 Malevolent Sin, obviously the best rank 4 Xyz monster in Duel Links. I have Diamond Direwolf for dire situations. And I also have number 91 Spark Thunder Spark Dragon, which could be used um, when you have three level 4 monsters, and then you detach them, and then you destroy all their face-up monsters on the field. So this is something you could use um, when you're in a pinch as well. Kind of like a lighter version of Black Rose Dragon. That's the Harpy deck I used for this event. Um, I could definitely upgrade it, I think... I think I will upgrade it. I'm going to add more copies of Swallow's Nest. And yeah, great great, great uh, deck for this event. This event involves some grinding of PvP, so that's definitely a deterrent for some folks. But, um, you know, it lets me collect my rewards in ranked duels. Um, and I'll have to grind out on the ranked ladder, for example. And... The different set of rules is always nice. Um, nice to play special duels, for example, where they have certain rules and things like that. So definitely better than playing ranked duels. All right, so we got a few. We got one new card this week and two from ranked duels, which I should have talked about two weeks ago, but I saved it for today. From the card fl- flipper campaign, we get a new card, Big Tusk Mammoth. One Only one copy of this Earth Beast Level 5, 2,000 attack, 1,000 defense. Monsters your opponent controls cannot attack the turn they are summoned. This is a lockdown card, and it's not that bad. Um, in, in a tournament situation where there are a lot of aggressive decks, this can definitely be used to slow down the opponent. But I think it could only be used in a deck where they have so many options to special summon that it would be okay to tribute summon for a level 5. And you would do it on your first turn so you could kind of slow down your opponent for the next turn that they go. They're trying to win on turn two and you're trying to prevent that. So um, this card definitely helps in that regard. What works against this card is that most meta decks, I'm just going to name them, Thunder Dragons, Harpies, Anamat, Gaia. They have ways of removing this card before this card won't prevent them from achieving their win condition of attacking. So... Thunder Dragons, for example, they would get it into a rank 6 XC summon. They could use Constellar Petalomi or whatever, and then that card can banish this card and stop it there. Harpies can use uh, Cyber Slash Harpy Lady and bounce this card. Pretty much waste your tribute summon at that point, so then they can attack you there. Anamot, same situation as Thunder Dragons, where they, they can get into the extra deck and get into a monster that could remove this card. And Gaia. They have um, their fusion monster can remove this card as well. So, 
you know, this this will slow down certain decks. Cyber Dragon is an example of a deck that will just attack people. So this could slow down Cyber Dragons. Um, a deck like Yosenju, which focuses on direct attacks, is another deck that could be stopped. And that's a deck that you see sometimes. So this card's not completely useless, but if you're trying to play ranked duels or whatever, it, it probably won't be too helpful given... They have options. Even like a card like Treacherous Trap Hole would counter this card eventually. So, you know, it, it's a it's a good ability, but it's a bit of a burden to bring out a level five monster to do it. And um, the way that there are, are so many types of removal in the game that it's you know a little bit of an old way of stopping your opponent that isn't that great. But you know. Never say never, and you could see this in a tournament sometime in a side deck or something. So we also got two other cards ranked dual rewards. In the UR pool, we got an interesting synchro monster called Blood Mephist. This is a level 8 Dark Fiend synchro, a generic synchro summon. 2800 attack, 1300 defense. Once per turn during your opponent's standby phase, you can inflict 150 damage to your opponent for each card your opponent controls. Each time your opponent sets a spell or trap card, inflict 150 damage to your opponent. What this card does is continuous burn. You can burn them for having cards in general, and you burn them additionally for setting back row cards. This card's a threat. It's 2800 attack, so it's even more than Cyber Slash Harpy Lady. So the fact that it's on the board may prevent, may like force your opponent to play back row. Let's say you get this out on turn one, and your opponent's trying to deal with it, and they don't have any monsters that can beat this. So they would try to set back row and try to destroy this card, or remove it on the spot, which is you know, pretty much the goal. But it's useful. Your opponent will be getting burned a little bit. 150 is very little, but you know this card hits 280, um, 200, uh, 2800, so it's not bad. Um, definitely like a burn card, but I think it's just a good generic level eight. Um, harpies, I don't think harpies can take advantage of this card, unfortunately, because harpies they do a special thing with cyber slash harpy lady where, um, neither neither card is a um, neither card is a tuner. Yeah, Cyber Slash Harpy Lady just, like, pretends one of them is a tuner, so unfortunately, I don't think they actually are tuners. But that would be that would have been perfect as a level 8. This could also work for, like, um... Now I'm thinking of... I'm thinking of Vermilion Dragon Mech, like a 1 plus 8 with the Chaos Dragon Levianir. I'm not really sure where this fits, uh, but it's not a bad card. It's definitely a late game card when you're like you kind of surpassed your opponent's win condition and you just have this card and they're going to get burned for playing back row to stall the game out. Not a bad card. Now the other card the SR pulls inviting cat and we got like all these cat girl cards recently and this was pretty much the end uh, hopefully the end of the cat cards. So I have nothing against cats but it's just like this is 
just an unappealing archetype to play. Like, it's completely useless. So this is a normal spell. Add one cat girl monster or stray cat from your deck to your hand. So, you know, any any deck gets by with playing boring spell cards to tutor. And that's pretty much a card they would run three copies of. And this is so good at that. So you could get stray cat. Um, or cat girl. And there's a few, so yeah, if you're playing this archetype for real, you're going to run three copies of Inviting Cat. There's no other way around it, and that's the best way to play it. I don't have much else to say about it. That is it for the podcast this week. Upcoming news, we have Raid Duel, Fear the Mech Lord Emperor, new UR card on authorized boot-up device and Opti Camouflage Armor. Mid-August, Mission Circuit, SR, Equip Shot. That seems to be it for next week. Hopefully there's a card release. Late August, Duelist Road, uh, Power of Zexel, new UR, ZW, Leo Arms, and new Human Astral Skill. Late August, Duel Links Mission Research. August 28th, KCGT21 Main Tournament Championship finally goes on. Late August, Obtain Trey. I assume Trey would come after uh, the tournament. And also mid-August, this should be soon, improvements to loner deck duels. So that is it. Thanks for listening. You can listen to this podcast anywhere, including on Roku. So you search podcast-tv channel and you'll find this podcast. You'll probably find this podcast on Spotify, actually, if you listen Spotify on Roku as well. So maybe I've been on Roku this whole time. Uh, you can listen to this podcast anywhere. You get your regular podcasts and feeds. Check out the podcast and more at this website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at thedualassessment at gmail.com. Or you can find me at Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own account at GreenRangerCCG. All right. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you next week.